I want to learn Spanish, like Spain Spanish, for the anti-fascist folk. For the anti-fascist folk, it's so good. Um, yeah, but also now right. I want to learn Hungarian so badly because I found like several different anti-fascist Hungarian folk artists who are just amazing. Um, I found a version of Bella Ciao that is just. Oh my god, I've been bumping that all week. It's like extremely <laughs> jazzy, and so I'll have like the windows rolled down. And it's there's something delightful about like rolling past like motorcycle cops, the windows down, just blasting Bella Chow in Hungarian and just kind of like, looking <laughs> over at them. And they kind of do like the steely like, cop look back at you, like you know, but it's like Yeah. No no one's making the connection of like, oh, this is an anti fascist song, because it's just this beautiful jazz tune. Yeah. This song is about you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found English lyrics to it that work. Like, actually work. Um, I can't remember the guy's well, name. It's like Ryan Harvey you, or something like that on YouTube. Not Ryan Harvey. You did You did show me them. And uh, I, do, I do have to say, I think it's a bit of a cop-out to use the, the Italian refrain. Everyone does. Like every version of it uses Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Ciao, Ciao. Bella ciao. Everybody does. It's a. Uh, I don't know why I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing the Trump thing. I'm doing that with my hands, the, like the little half I'm circles. Not... Oh, I. I I've everybody does that. it. Everybody does it. Um. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not right. a fan of the like inserting other languages into the middle of yours to make your refrains work. I don't know. <laughs> there might be exceptions. You're a purist. There are probably exceptions. Uh, wow. Yeah. Any joke I make down there is going to sound super nationalist and I'm just not going to do that. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not you, taking you, that bait. You can, make, you can let me make all the nationalist jokes. My problem is just that like, I talk German and that and that's like my my background and so like if I make like you know you can't make uh uh purity jokes about uh German stuff if it has some um no, connotations. No. Like um one of the beautiful things about modern German culture is that to be a patriotic German you have to be ashamed of being patriotic. It's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, okay, I think that's it, a good. That's, like, I think that's a good jumping off point. I want to get into the yeah. episode. So, hey, this this <laughs> is the right. Long Road Podcast. Um, I'm Trevor, uh, and I'm Sasha, and uh, we made a mistake of taking like a two week hiatus. It wasn't a mistake. <laughs> it was needed. We, we have we, we have it. so much to talk about. We have so much to talk about. Um, I mean, so. Donald Trump has fucking COVID. RGB um, died. We haven't even been able to talk about that yet. RBG. Yeah, but I want to dance on Trump's grave first. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that I hope happens. Oh, uh, God. I mean, like, that would just be... That That actually might be one of the ways we avoid having a civil war right now. Like, yeah. what, what if he just kills yeah. over? Pence isn't going to lead the fucking uh, fascists. I mean, come on. Like, well, he'll try. He'll lead he'll a try. Bit. He'll, like, yeah, he, do he doesn't have the, the like, personality that's necessary to maintain the cult. No, he and doesn't. So, he, he, like, he's, what he's, he is, is he's, he's an old-fashioned, he's a dominionist. Uh, just like their fucking Supreme Court pick, they're both goddamn dominionists. Yep. Um, 
which is scary. I mean, like that is scary. Yeah, it is. Um, but I, I actually realize I've kind of stopped being as scared of, um, the 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 Dominionists taking charge without a figurehead, because yeah. um, I think they need that to rile their base because not enough of their base is the Republicans. I'm saying is actually Dominionist. Like some some yeah. of it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean the what they really rely on as a as a party for their success is um rampant ra- you know racism and support for capitalism and the dominionists aren't really capitalist not not entirely. And I think it's also um, a lot of them aren't really racist. Like a lot are, but not all of them. Uh they are. They are. Well, some are I, I think there is very much this sort of um and I don't know. I, I don't. I don't actually like know anyone who's a real Dominionist, so it's hard for me to actually like define them. Uh, but I, I get the sense that they're very much like, oh yeah, no, we're, we're, we we love having you know like uh, Catholic Hispanics on our side. We love having Latinos for Trump. Like, well, there there is that. I mean, the the right wing is there are a lot of different versions. Of they're intersectionalists. Like. <laughs> Let's not go that far. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um but uh yeah, I think if you if you looked hard enough, you could absolutely find like uh some of these hardcore Catholics who and when I was reading up uh, a little bit in preparation for this, I was reading about um Amy but I, I forget it. I don't know her whole name, but it's not important. <laughs> it's really not the 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 next Supreme Court justice, basically, um, and uh, and like the group she's a part of. And I learned that like one of the things they support is like ecumenism, which is to say that it is mostly Catholic, but it also it has Protestants who are members of her like little cult group. Yeah. Um, Which is weird. I I do think of like the yeah. Dominionist groups being evangelical, like the the American evangelicism. Um, Catholicism it really depends. is weird for it. Well, Catholicism is the original Dominionism, right? Well, <laughs> so like, um, I'd say the Church of Rome was the uh, original Dominionist, but uh, you know, Deus Volt and all what? that, but uh, and you know, some minor disagreements, uh, but. leading to schisms yeah yeah yeah, Um, yeah. it doesn't need to be a lecture on theology or theological history (laughs) or uh just Um, the history of the catholics although we could get into that that'd be kind of fun um but uh i think you're gonna find different kinds of dominionists in america like you have the evangelical dominionists who are um, like way more aligned with capitalism uh, and liberal ideology. Um, and then I would say that Catholic dominionists are, um, can end up being rather not, not anti-cap. Well, thinks anti-capitalist is assu- you're kind of assumed to be leftist as well, but like Which is not when the, you, when you yeah. like go and look at like the, the next justices, like little cult group, like one of the main things they do is like, income sharing and communal living. <laughs> really, really? Yeah, really, uh, really. Um, hey, so we're so going like, to get a communist on the court? So, like, one of the things they, they do is, you know, uh, like, like they have, like, homes for single women. 
you know, ob- ob- you can't like you can't live with a man before marriage. Like, oh my god, why? Yeah. Um, can't do that. So they have like these homes for single women where they're expected to like five percent of their income goes to the organization. Um, and then a portion of their income goes, or, or like all their income or something goes to the house. Uh, and that house is then, you know, then uses his funds to just like buy, uh, you know, food and supplies for the house. And like, you don't have like your own shelf in the refrigerator or, or anything like, no, like it is actually communal. Like it, it would be in some ways, uh, not all that different from what a lot of like our comrades might have in their own like communal living situations. Um, other than, you know, the fact that, that they're, that the, like the religious one is enforced by a, a huge, like hierarchical patriarchal system that seeks to take over. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess the difference yeah. between, um, I guess that's I think more the fear of like, you know, the the specter of communism as like the right season yeah. is that oh it's, it's going to be this uh, authoritative we're going to force you into these little communes you're going to have to give up your income this sounds yeah. more like what they actually fear but it's coming from yeah. the catholics so yeah so um it's unclear like what particular view that group has um but i think it you know, as you said, we we should talk about you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I um, we'll we'll get back to the dancing because I do want to talk about that later. So, um, okay. Yeah, uh, but 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 yeah, no. Um, it's sad. It sucks. Um, the the tweet I saw that I think uh, defined my feelings on it the best is uh, maybe we shouldn't have load bearing 87 year olds in politics. Um, yeah. 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 Like this was a completely avoidable occurrence. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg could have, should have stepped down in Obama's first term and let him appoint a new justice. Yeah. Um, but she didn't. I mean, God, especially when Scalia died, like they should have just been like, yeah, no, yeah. we're, I'm stepping down. Like, this is ridiculous. I've had cancer twice. Um, yeah. But so I, I mean, but there are yeah. some other like interesting things to have been, I've, I've been kicking a lot of ideas around my head about all this shit. Um, one is I think that uh, we're not going to see another Bush v. Gore. Um, no, everyone's like, oh my God, she's going to be used to steal the election. It's like, no, she's not actually part of the plan to steal the election. I don't think they there have a plan. I, I think there is a plan to steal the election, but it does not involve the Supreme Court. Uh, mostly yeah, because it certainly, it certainly doesn't rely on them. Roberts wouldn't vote for it. I, I 100% believe he. That. No, because because Roberts has done this repeatedly, and it, it, this keeps happening. There's like random social issues get before the court, and Roberts goes, well, yeah, I'm voting with the 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 left leaning justices, um, the progressives, you know. And but he does that only on social issues. And that allows him to kind of have this, like, no, I'm apolitical. But it's, there are these yeah. extremely popular social issues that, you know, the fringe right wants to push their agenda on. And Roberts doesn't give a shit about that. He's a corporatist. He's an old school Republican. He's a fucking neocon. People, I think, like, see Roberts that way. And then they, like, bring up uh, Obergefell. And then I have to remind them that he did not actually vote in favor of Cambridge and Obergefell. 
um, which is like one of those social issues that people think of him as being like better on and it's just bullshit. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I don't have an argument for that because that's a fair yeah. point. He, he, yeah. he tries to come off as less extreme. Him and Kennedy together as the centrists. No, like it's yeah. No, I think that's the case. I think like he like, and Kennedy both tried to come off as sort of centristy folks, but yeah, he um, he is uh, he's a fascist. He supports fascism. He doesn't support. Um, I, I don't think he supports the like brazenness of like a Trump administration. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I I um I, I think it's hard to gauge a lot of justices because they get this weird mythos around them. Um yeah. like again, like RBG seen as this massive progressive yeah. and like she wasn't. She was No, a she wasn't centrist. Um at best. Like so like the the best that can be said of her, and they are good things, is that she did good legal work for women, in particular, getting women access to like like equal access to financial services, credit cards, absolutely, a number of other things. Um, but like, you gotta you gotta get better with the times, though. Like, that was really good for her to be doing in the seventies. That but, was yeah, it's phenomenal. You um, know. That's just, you know, 50 years ago, so... Yeah. Yeah. Again, and... we have too many old people in fucking power. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... maybe not for long, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. They are, they, are, they are starting to look like they might be dropping like flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's really troubling that... I don't know, that so many people look at this and think, yeah, this is okay. Having government exist in this way where it's like the the best the democrats can do is say well maybe we should limit their terms to 18 years i mean i think like, that's a reasonable push but like that shouldn't that that should just be how yeah, things have been for a while just, not lifetime appointments jesus christ the pro yeah but the problem is that we're in a situation now where basically you have to work as hard for minor improvements as you do for major ones. So why don't you try to get major improvements? Like the the I mean, other Republicans side have resists. Been doing. Yeah, well, the other side resists so hard any small change that there is really no benefit um, to attempting incremental change when you could instead try to actually get what you want. And it's going to be just as hard to get it. Oh, yeah. No, because the right wing learned yeah. how to be an opposition party. Even when they're in power, yeah. they're still an opposition party, which is ridiculous. And I mean, McConnell's a fucking political genius, um, by which I mean he's the only person in the room, apparently, who's smart enough to be like, wait a sec, we can just do nothing and I'll still have the support of you know my voter base. I guess that's what qualifies you as a political genius nowadays. But um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, doesn't take that much maneuvering. You just have to have a really good propaganda arm, and then like lie, uh, which it's not you know. 
lying's not hard. And and that and that's the thing. And that and that's where like Democrats really like fucking trip over themselves in a lot of ways is because they are a bunch of liars, but they can really only tell half lies. Yeah. Um they're really not good at the full lie. Um, except when it comes to like being good on the environment. They're very good at the full lie when it comes to like lying to their base. Yeah, but I think that's yeah. there there's such a massive propaganda wing built up around environmental issues that they have a very easy time just being like, Oh yeah, this is just, you know uh, Yeah, I'm an environmentalist this is, this is the party at the line. same time as I'm allowing pipelines to be built and you know doing nothing in like in the case of like Gavin Newsom doing nothing to protect California's environmental regulations from federal no. like opposition to that you know but oh but you know he's an environmentalist like so yeah republicans have like we we've talked about it a lot but it's like republicans understand what the actual political situation is in the sense that um they understand that power is what's at stake not just bullshit things like prestige and honor and like no prestige and honor don't exist um and they understand you fight to win and that's what they're doing and you know the left has been hobbled by 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 this idea that um you know there's some things we can't do uh because that would like break norms yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the the problem still is that we don't we don't really have a, a real left. Um, we have the liberals, which is. I mean, the, we have the conservatives. A real left, but... Well, I mean, I mean, in power, the left does not yeah. really have power in this country. Um, no, I mean, it doesn't. Uh, when we still have like you know, uh, folks like you know, like AOC, like the, these these young progressives who are actually coming out and uh, defending and promoting leftist policy they're they're promoting sort of like this very soft watered down version of it and yeah. they are still social just democracy lambasted by the right and by the the centrist liberals and uh they don't even god all the fucking republican propaganda that's like Look, as soon as Biden gets in there, they're gonna like you know have Bernie Sanders and AOC running the government. It's like God, I, that'd be nice. I mean, that's still not the ideal, okay. but yeah. um, that'd be okay. No, like they were, they're a compromise to begin with. But they're not going to be included. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, no, they're, they're that's not, not true. They're not. We're gonna have it's... the fucking PNAC running this shit again. Um, we're gonna yeah, have the, the the Lincoln, uh, whatever that's called, the Lincoln. Uh, yeah, the Lincoln Project. Project. We're gonna have them just like talking to Biden and pulling the strings, so we can have some compromises. And then yeah. in a few years, you know, after Biden seen his way out of office, they're gonna throw Romney in there. Oh my God! Don't even. They're gonna do it. They're gonna no. It's I, it's it's. Well, or Cuomo. He's been or lined Newsom, up as. But yeah. No, it's. I think it's gonna be Romney because they've they've kind of had him recently um making some comments about you know like oh trump's doing this badly doing that badly not taking the coronavirus seriously i'm not gonna I, I, I don't know i don't care what the democrats do in four years i guess that's part of it i barely care what they do now um <laughs> I, I like we always the, this is another thing that I, I think we always have to be careful of as leftists is like we can get sucked into talking about electoralism as if 
it as matters. if it changes stuff. Uh, yeah, as if it really <laughs> changes a whole lot. I mean, it does in this case. Like, uh, um, you know, I think, and I hate saying this, you know, I think it's important that Biden get elected, if only because uh, that takes some of the fucking pressure off because the only thing that is tying the hands of the Trump administration at this point was this election, this possibility that they could lose power. Um, yeah. And um, which is why they're, they're trying to fuck around with it uh, as much as they are. And they could very well, but well as, be as, successful as, at as it. Lenin said though, um, sometimes <laughs> decades of fucking around are followed by weeks of finding out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but no, but, okay, but but this 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 um this has been just uh it, it is the you know the decades where nothing happens followed by weeks where things happen. Um, yeah, and it is. Um, and and I think the real question that's what this whole is, year has felt like it's what like the whole yeah. Like, yeah, well, and the, the I think the real question is like we don't know what's going to happen. Real, like we don't know who's going to win. We know that the three months after. November 4th are going to be chaos. Yes. They're going to be chaos. And so I think the real question that has left us, we really need to be asking ourselves is what can we do um, in those three months that will set us up stronger than we were at the start of it? Um, because for the first time in American history, truly, um, peaceful transition is not going to happen. Um, the, the idea. <laughs> well, yeah. well, no, it might, uh, but that's only because of the last few days circumstances, which are pretty funny. Um, well, let's assume that Trump uh, survives until he's <laughs> Um We have to want to hear my he horror survives. theory. Like want to hear my real horror um, theory. Oh, I'll tell you anyway. So, um, he's going to pull through. They're going to either give him some, you know, new mystery drug that's only available to the elite, or they're going to, or it's not as serious I mean, they're as They're already it is. doing that. It's just called hydroxychloroquine, and it's great for no. you. No. No, he's, he's, getting, he's getting the remdesivir stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um. It, it still is not, doesn't have that great of a success rate, but I, yeah. I, I do think he. I mean, I think it's very reasonable he's going to pull through. Um, but again, I think Boris Johnson pulled through, and Johnson looks like shit. I mean, Johnson yeah. looks like he's barely hanging on. Um, and I think that this could really just um, this could demoralize a lot of people. But what I, I'm I'm convinced is going to happen. If uh, uh, all these Republicans who started getting the Rona start pulling through, um, they're going to use that to say, look, it's not that dangerous. Democrats have been lying to you about the need for mail-in ballots. Everybody go out and vote, and it's going to mobilize their base to go out and vote on Election Day. And then they're going to get those numbers that make for very scary outcomes when you have election night. Suddenly what looks like a massive Trump victory and I mean, then, there are people are going to come out and days, vote anyway. Trickling in, but I, I can see this the popular surge of "Hey, our boy made it. He's not dead. We can we can all get him." I you know. I can't. 
like all those people were going to go out and vote anyway. They were that's like true. that. That's that's like right wing voters are reliable voters and they show up in person more than they do like mail in voting, um, which is why the Republican political strategy, election strategy for this year is that they're going to try to disqualify as many mail in ballots as they can and try to get as many in person uh, voting qualified as they can um, in the areas where they know they're strong, purely based on the statistical truth that uh, Democratic voters vote by you know vote by mail and absentee ballot at a much higher proportion, which means that their ballots tend to also get counted later, which is also one of the reasons why yeah. you know you know putting so much emphasis on like an election day you know we'll know on election day what it is right. Um, yeah. So uh, that's sort of the game plan they have and why it's going to get dragged out for so long. Um, in addition to the fact that these systems that are built for like absentee ballots are not built for the volume of absentee ballots that they're going to get. So it's just a lot. Um, and it's going to drag on out uh, until January when the time will come when it'll be decided who is actually in charge of this country. Um, it won't be the people. We know that, but, um, no, 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 you know, will it, will it be the fascists or will it be the neoliberals? Um, and if it is the neoliberals, (laughs) it will only, Uh... it'll only be for a time because the fascists are not going away. No, I mean, it gives us more time. What's the game plan? Again, we shouldn't talk too much electoralism, but like, what's no. the Democrats' game plan for like after the Biden win? Do they have one? Obama two point like, like, But like, but I mean, this they're, time they're not going to do bigger. any of the stuff the the Republicans are scared about. They're not going to real. They're not going to do Medicare for all. They're not going to do a Green New Deal. They're they're not going to I mean, I honestly don't know how much they're going to go after the Republicans who they've gotten out of power. I think there might be some sort of like, hey, we won. We are the party of like, you know, peaceful transition. We're not going to prosecute these people. Look at all the look at all of them, like sending their well wishes to the Trump people. It's like to Trump and and like, no, no, no. They don't they don't see him as a as an enemy. And that and that's really clearly what it is. They don't see him as an enemy. They don't believe they have enemies. Well, they they believe the left are their enemies. Well, they do, but they see their enemies as foreign. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. No, they yeah. see they see it as We're not like, part of the big club. No, they see it as as you know Russians and Chinese like that. You know that's what who the liberals really see their enemies as. Um, so. You know, which is why there's so much talk about, like, you know, China's oppression of the Uyghurs, which is true and real and uh, needs to be talked about, but gets talked about, like, way more than the ongoing pandemic of COVID within ICE facilities and the ongoing abuses in ICE facilities, like, in, in in the detention system that we maintain for... Oh, yeah. ...in the United States. Um... So like it's, um, they don't see Trump as a real political enemy, um, because you don't you don't play with kid gloves with your real political enemies. You just don't. 
you fight them and you try to win and that's it. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about reconciliation that, because, uh, after you win. Uh, I mean, like the the Republicans are not playing with kid gloves when they're actually encouraging folks to uh, go out and do voter intimidation when they are, uh, yeah. you know, actively now courting these militias like the Proud Boys when they are organizing with them um, and, you know, at the highest level, which is like on a debate stage saying, you know, stand by, stand ready or stand back, stand ready. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're they're not playing with kid gloves. When they had the no. fucking McClowskis at the RNC, they're not playing with kid gloves. They're encouraging armed violence against their political opponents yeah. who Yeah. I, I mean on some level are the Democratic establishment folks. That's they're they're kind yeah. of treating them all the same or not caring that they get treated all the same. And they, they well, put it in the it, sense of, you know, well, we actually are against Antifa and, you know, they're, they they're do the differentiate. real threat right now. They do differentiate. They, they, um, I, mean, I think that, they do at a, um, at a high not, level. They're not, well, but they're not like going after liberals with federal charges. Uh, um, so like they, they are differentiated. Well, I know not yet, but we have to like look at what it is they're actually doing. And for right now, they are differentiating it. They do see liberals as their enemy. They see the left as more of their enemy, which is why they're putting so many more resources into actually oppressing leftists. Um, and yeah, they'll come for the know, trade to, unions to, next. To get I into mean, that's it, how it happens. Yeah, you know, but to get into it, I think that as leftists, uh, we have to understand that unfortunately, liberals play. A central role in our political success. Um, I couldn't Gross. make a more sour face as I say it, but <laughs> um, uh, uh -huh. yeah. And I think yeah. that's one thing that we need to look at as you know, this being the major opportunity in the three months after the election is that suddenly liberals' trust in the system is up for debate. As all this chaos is going on. And, uh, you know, and the voting system simply isn't working and they're like exaltations to vote, vote, vote. And like, you know, you're a bad person if you don't vote. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they won't really be able to say that anymore <laughs> because the voting will have happened. And then you're dealing with this government that at that, you know, at that point will be clearly not caring what the fucking votes are really. Um, and so I think yeah. it's an opportunity well, when I, nobody I, really had... knows who's in charge to like somehow like get a, a, um, a wedge between liberals and the fucking government that they love so much. All right. So we haven't done this in a while. So how do you explain this shit to your liberal dad? Like uh, I'll play uh, the role of your liberal, I'll play the role of your liberal dad. Um, <laughs> No, well, he's barely uh, liberal anymore, but yeah. Well, I know, same. Because that's like the, I mean, this is, it's a radicalizing time. And, um, yeah, it is a radical, uh, I mean, radicalizing time. And, and I like, think that, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our, uh, like liberal parents or aunts and uncles or whoever, um, you know, acquaintances have real questions. Like, you know, I'm, I'm making my argument for trying to build more distrust among liberals of 
the system of the state, this current state at least, um, because I'm seeing it actually happen with them right now to the liberals I talk to, um, where they're, they're like, uh, suddenly really open to talking about like the role of policing. Um, I haven't, well, I haven't I think seen there a swing. Some, uh... Well, I haven't seen a swing on a political issue like I've seen among liberals and guns right now as well. Like they're suddenly starting to yeah. understand, understand like the meaning of being capable to defend oneself. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I've had that conversation with um, liberal peers on a big level of yeah. them just being like, wait, how do I join the John Brown gun club? How do I join the SRA? <laughs> and it's like, well, um, yeah. I mean, which is, you know, a little worrying because with the massive influx of people who don't really know theory, right. um, these groups are going to yeah. be getting packed with FBI Issues, right now. But... Um, because <laughs> because that, I think, is a big thing we need to start reminding liberals about is the FBI are not our fucking friends. Um, oh, like, you, don't, you don't say. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I think back to um, uh, the... Uh, 2016, like late was that late October? Or was that actually in November? The like the 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 bombshell, you know, like the 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 Comey report that came out was just like, oh, by the way, like Hillary Clinton did like mishandle her emails, and it's like, yeah, like that was the FBI actively screwing over liberals. Um, yeah, they they could have kept their mouth shut on it. They they just decided not to. Um, they could have waited till after the election and verified like what they found. As opposed to just being like a few days before the election, oh yeah, no, we're still inst we're still investigating Clinton, and it's like yeah, that I think is the FBI putting someone in charge they thought was going to be more beneficial to them. Trump, I think they, I think there were people yeah. in the FBI who thought that Trump yeah. was going to be a boon to them, and then he got in there and they're like, oh shit, he's just a a, a power crazy baby and um, didn't really know how to deal with him, and then spent a while just getting fired, which is. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't I don't know how to uh, how do you how, so I guess how how would you convince your liberal dad that the FBI is bad without just saying that? I mean, um, it's again, it's it's really hard because like we're li like there is more distrust of the government now among liberals than there was. And so like on a person to person basis, when I talk to liberals, like I'm trying to figure out what it is they actually feel about the FBI um, and why they feel that way about it. Um, so, uh, and really it has to do with how people see the Black Lives Matter movement as well. So if Absolutely, there are liberals yeah. who, because if there are liberals who support the Black Lives Matter movement, well, then that's one thing I would bring up and, you know, because, because like when, when you're talking to, uh, I, I think when it comes down to it, when you're talking to non-leftists, your primary goal is to create cognitive dissonance, um, which is not to say that all okay. leftist ideology is like super consistent, but God knows we're probably we're a lot more in line with reality than, than most other ideologies. Um, so what you're trying to do is create cognitive dissonance because you can you'll have liberals who like support 
they think racial justice and support Black Lives Matter, but at the same time support the FBI. So what you need to show to them is, well, actually, um, the FBI, the FBI is, is not on the side problem. of racial justice. Uh, no, it's justice, not on the side so, of racial justice. Yeah. They even dropped a bomb on you know a black activist group's house in Philadelphia and burned down an entire neighborhood block, um, which is something that most liberals don't know about is that the FBI literally bombed a residential neighborhood in, in Philadelphia. Um, and you know, that was, that was the move bombing. I found it pretty useful to talk to liberals about, um, I remember the author's name for the book, but it's just called the terror factory. And it just basically explains how the FBI okay. just has this longstanding policy of setting up like, um, and the book specifically addresses, um, uh, post 9-11 um, Muslim groups. And usually these people who are very poor, socially awkward, and uh, or have mental health issues and setting them up with just like, well, here's a trunk full of grenades, uh, go do something horrible. And then stopping them as soon as it happens and being like, oh no, like, wh look what happened. We, we caught these guys though, yeah. isn't that great for yeah. us? Um, and using that to actually sort of promote these um, uh, the 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 animosity people feel toward Muslims, especially the right feels toward Muslims, or maybe yeah. not promote it but exploit it, yeah, um, in order to get funding and to look like they're doing their job, and um, yeah, and at the same time, you know, for years now, ignoring like right wing, basically since the '90s, ignoring right wing terror, um, yeah, I mean, which uh, yeah, and we're seeing that pretty heavily today, um. Yeah, and also ignoring and the they finally have like actually you know published stuff saying, yeah, that I think is a big part too. Or they're they're not recognizing the fact that there are like not just like right wingers but like fascists who have infiltrated like every police department, and yeah, people and in those police departments kind of seem to know about that and don't really care. Yeah, well, and the FBI knew about it, and. There's no reason to believe that the FBI itself hasn't been uh, infiltrated in the time since they made that report in 2006. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you know, because 14 years, like that's plenty of time for people to have like gone up the, the ranks in their, you know, their police departments to state police to and, like apply to an FBI position and get it like, you know, from all that like fascist infiltration of police that started in the nineties uh, in particular um, it's coming, you know, uh, I'm sure it's come to fruition at the highest levels at this point. We know it's come to fruition at some of that, at some of the like higher levels in local police. Uh, you know, when there, when there was, uh, you know, the, the murder in Kenosha by police, the the shooting in Kenosha, the the um the victim uh, survived, but uh, the the Kenosha I think it's Kenosha County um, uh, sheriff like they found out that oh, yeah. he had been talking oh, yeah, the about like, essentially made. genocide. Yeah, he had been no, promoting he's talking genocide. about literally creating concentration yeah. camps to throw black people into inside of warehouses that then you can then sell to mm -hmm. Walmart and Amazon. Yeah. And it's just like you're talking about literal death camps that then you can resell to corporate <laughs> corporate giants. It's yeah. those are the most fucked up statements I've heard that yeah. was said by yeah, well, by someone and... in like real power. 
Yeah. And, and the thing is like, we have to remember that, um, it's only kind of a few people who say the quiet part out loud. Uh, I'm sure you can find plenty more county sheriffs who think the same fucking thing and just haven't said it on fucking video. <laughs> so, right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really the key um, when it comes to like uh, political propaganda for the left. I think political propaganda for the left requires, you know, if you're trying to like move people, it requires uh, creating cognitive dissonance. And, it, and that means like juxtaposing what liberals believe about themselves, which is that they, you know, support people of color and support queer people and want to have a more equal, fair society. They truly, and I think they do honestly believe that, they just also believe the lies about how to get there and what that really means. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. And so what it is, is it's, it's, you know, you're, you're creating, you're helping to open this dissonance um, that says, well, this thing you care about, racial justice, problematic though you might be with it, um, you care about it. Um, <laughs> uh. And uh, you... The people you keep you know, telling us to vote for don't give a shit about it. Yeah, And the people don't. who and we keep, keep telling you to vote for kind of give more of a shit about it than you do. So, yeah, and um, and the institutions that they promote are like rotten to the core, uh, and are like emphatically against these things you support. So, you create that cognitive dissonance, and then uh, the strategy from there is to offer them the way out, which is like, well, there are alternatives. Well, what do you, because, because that's usually, does it like, okay, oh, well, yeah, I'll yeah, admit yeah. the FBI is against, you know, racial justice, but what about, you know, what about all those bad people that we want to go after? Um, how do we deal with them? Yeah. And so. Well, it's important to point out that like the FBI is not going after a lot of the people who the liberals think are the bad people. They're not. Yeah, they're not going exactly. After, they're not going after racist cops who have a history of killing repeatedly. They're not going after, um, you know, corrupt politicians who are lining their pockets by making um, shady fucking money laundering deals. They're they're not going after the people who liberals are scared of. They're yeah, going after the people and... that. Um, well, and like there was a. a uh fuck where was that that was um it's another just like random news headline that popped up like a, a couple weeks ago there was a um like fbi training exercise i want to say down in georgia that sounds right where they basically had a like oh well this is what these you know green and black anarchists are planning and they had this like <laughs> actual like theorized um, like, well, how would, you know, basically like little war games they were playing with a bunch of FBI agents yeah. pretending to be black green anarchists and like, <laughs> and, and sabotaging like infrastructure, burning down forests, like doing all this stuff that was just like, but this isn't what like black green anarchists do. They, they handcuff themselves inside of tubes and block railway lines. Like that's what they fucking do. They're like, 
they're they're you know they're, they're really pretty peaceful fucking activists and but it's this like high level fbi war game they're playing that they're allowed to publish that and say yeah. like hey look we're looking into all this stuff that these like scary anarchists might do and it's like well yeah what that does is it promotes a public story that hey these right. anarchists are really scary and dangerous yeah and well, it's and, not, it, and, and it promotes also, I think, an ideology within law enforcement of we have to be scared of these guys because, look, the FBI investigated this, had this whole like war game they played, and this is what they came up with. And it's like, but it's not real. Yeah. I mean, that's how a lot of policing is. They can come up with like you, – you like look at some of their, like, their educational trainings. They come up with like the craziest shit that could happen, like the craziest evil shit, and it's like – wow like you you're the one who thought of that that shit doesn't actually really happen um <laughs> yeah yeah i mean um i just watched um the uh richard jewell movie um i don't know what that is uh, it, it um in richard jewell is the security guard who was uh basically falsely accused by the fbi of being the bomber in the 96 olympic bombings um it's okay. uh the, the the movie it is um mind blowing. I uh it's it's uh it's a Clint Eastwood movie. And <laughs> no, I, I no, like I repeatedly was saying aloud to myself while watching it, this is fucking Clint Eastwood. Like Clint fucking Eastwood made this. It is an amazing movie about the FBI setting up this just like sweet, bumbling, innocent man. Um who like Basically, he just like the, the whole plot is he just believes in like the rule of law and he wants to be a cop and he's just like kind of bumbles his way into like a security job. That's it. Um, but one of the key parts yeah. of it is that there is this um, the, the, this like uh, FBI think tank and it's like this it's this scene they're all sitting around and there's this guy in like a bright checkered shirt with a, like looks very like a um, uh, right wing professor e. And he's just explaining how there's this profile for these bombers and how it's like, this guy fits this exact profile. And then throughout the movie, it kind of comes out like, well, the, the profile is just bullshit. We made it up because it fits this guy. That's why we use the profile, because it's like, then we can say, hey, look, this guy fits this profile. We should arrest him. And it's just them like, yeah, fucking over this guy. Um, no, it, it was an amazing movie. Uh, I actually highly recommend it. Um, it it's uh. Uh, a good example of that same sort of thing, though, of like the FBI kind of creating this um, false narrative within the organization that allows them to just, you know, get a little more press attention and, you know, look like they're doing their yeah. job when they're really just not. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, again, that's that, that's also something where uh, language is really important. I mean, we've talked about that, but. I think there we also have to attack the liberal sense that the government isn't doing its job. So that's the that's the other thing. It's like the government is doing exactly the job it's supposed to be doing. It's just not the job they tell you it's like they do, um, or that's really written down yeah. in the laws always. always. Um, sometimes it is explicitly written in the laws, but sometimes not. Um, it's that I. Uh, you know, so, so like, I, I think that's the other angle to go at when talking to liberal, you know, to liberal dad is, okay, well, 
We've got you to distrust the FBI. That's a very good step. Now let's distrust government as a way of organizing society. Um, and let's talk about like yeah. what it actually does. You know, this is like. Well, and I, I mean, what I've I've started being very open with, um, well, with 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 my liberal dad, um, about my belief, um, like that, like yeah, I kind of feel like the federal government's just gotten too big and bloated. Maybe we should actually secede, um, which is. I think a weird conversation to have coming from the left because it's yeah it's me still taking a statist view. Um, it, it's it's not me saying we should dissolve the the government of the state. Also, it's saying like no, I I think it still should be, um, you know, we we should keep some of these institutions in in my home state, and it's like which I I know we disagree on you and I, um, maybe and. <laughs> But I, but I think it's become it's that's something that has surprised me is how many folks who are liberals I'll have this sort of conversation with and say like well I mean state government's doing all right right now right and they go yeah and I go well it's the federal government that's fucked right and they go yeah and I go well yeah look I mean like even these people who are on our side you know talking to liberals about um, you know the people they see as their elected officials and being like. Yeah, like they're not yeah. doing anything to help you. They haven't been. They're not going to. And um, yeah, we've been I, I doing think there this has... for like my entire life, and they haven't done it. So what are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah, and I think that it's it it has been um, a boon to the left uh, to see the uh, absolutely fucking shambolic response to the the coronavirus to the wildfires to everything um yeah and I, I think it's very easy for a lot of liberals to lay this just at trump's feet and i've been seeing posts online since you know the last yeah. couple of days when he's being you know like uh you know he's being hospitalized like they're actually flying to a hospital like it's he actually is having serious symptoms which is you know again we can dance about that <laughs> um yeah but it's and when he dies, I will um, go and dance in the street. I've got a bottle of scotch saved. Well, no, technically the bottle of scotch is for when Kissinger, uh, Kissinger dies. Um, but uh, I, I figure I can buy another bottle of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's um, it's uh, um, the the reality I think is that um, the. It's easier to convince liberals right now that it's not just a Trump problem. Exactly. That being said, yeah. I've seen a lot of liberals posting online the last few days about how, like, oh, my God, isn't it so nice that we don't have tweets right now? We don't have to see them on television. Isn't it nice to just oh have a moment of peace? And it's like the West is still burning. What? The virus is still raging. Protests are still fucking happening. Like the militia want, movement please, is still just fucking get off growing. Twitter. The white supremacists are like, still there. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, like, I yeah. I I, I think like that if that's your issue is his is tweets, that... then you can just get off Twitter and leave the rest of yeah. us alone. But I feel like it's um, that's a point that needs to be sort of hammered with liberals yeah. right now. Is just hey, all the problems are still ongoing. 
Like this isn't yeah. nothing has stopped. Nothing's getting better right now because he's in the hospital. It is enjoyable. I mean, there is uh I think extremely well deserved Schadenfreude going on right now. But yeah. it's um but I think it's a, it's a personal thing. I think it's, yeah, it the, the, the big dumb baby who doesn't want to believe this is real got sick from well, it. All of his like followers who've been getting sick, who he doesn't give a fuck about, are now being like, wait, no, wait, this is real? And it's like, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, well, and like his dying could actually have some real political benefit. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, the the other thing to point out is, and like we i think we know this on the left that yeah i i do want i do want to i do want to say one thing that you just said um his dying from covid because he's a big dumb idiot could be beneficial politically <laughs> yeah i i, I think um, i think that that covers us <laughs> yeah um no it's not like yeah um the other thing to to i think start so that we know on the left basically is that from this point on the federal government will be receding um so like if, if biden gets elected he becomes president like the federal government will begin to recede it has in my opinion reached kind of the peak of its power um and it's going to start uh yeah, its ability, its ability to leverage that power, its ability to um, render aid in the situations where it ha- has maybe rendered aid in the past, that's going to go away because when the neoliberals come back into power, instead of the fascists, um, we're going to get austerity. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, isn't that going to be? Uh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, that's one thing to like that liberals understand what austerity is kind of. Um, and you can also yeah. point that out. Um, and again, like, is it going to convince every single one? No, but you're not trying to convert somebody in one sitting, right? You're like the whole, the whole way of like talking politics and the idea that like you're, you get angry at people because they didn't like see that you were right in one conversation is just ridiculous. It's a long-term thing, uh, you know, to like, you know, talk to people about politics and uh, see if they can maybe come a little bit closer to your way of thinking about it. And uh, pointing out that like this government is spending way more than it possibly has, that it's, you know, in addition to all of the ecological problems and all the other political problems, it's also barreling ahead at some, uh, you know, some random deadlines when it comes to global economic power, which is slowly and steadily, the US dollar is becoming, is like being displaced as the world reserve currency. And you have a federal reserve that, is not really raising interest rates like that they're like they really have no response um you know they really have no real tools within their regular toolbox to address uh the economic uh decline that has begun and is going to continue um and could in fact get a lot more severe because we could have another big crash really soon. It could happen at any moment. 
Um, we, we're still gonna we're gonna have the eviction crash still. Yeah. Like that's um, going to happen. It's 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 around yeah. the corner. It's already and, it's uh, already started. It's already started. Um. So it's with the understanding that all those things are you know up front. I think that's the other question that like um is really good to pose to liberals is like, well, how are we going to deal with those problems? Is Biden going to do anything? You know, he won't because most, because most liberals don't like Biden. They don't. He never really garnered. (laughs) He never like, he never garnered majority support. Like he won, he won the primary because Obama put his finger on the scale for him. And like most liberals kind of know that. And and, and there were enough people who I think just wanted that like moment of peace. And they see this like, I mean, this, this, this doddering old man who's not screaming at them. uh, He's screaming at some of the young kids. He's screaming at millennials. He's being like, you know, yeah, a a dick to some of his like supporters and fans, but it's not for the first time, but for the first time in a long time, uh, they're starting to listen to the millennials. It's about time. And and they're not listening enough. I know. Thank God. But, right. um, but it is happening. It is happening. Like I've talked so many of my friends, they've been they're Like they've said, well, my parents came to me and they're like, well, you know, or, you know, or my partner's parents or something. Well, we want to actually do something to stop. Like we know, we know you, we know you, we know you're involved in doing stuff on the ground. So I mean, too little, too fucking late. I, I mean, yeah, like, come it is. on. But um, I think what that means is, like, again, unfortunately, liberals are key to our political success in this country, and that means that we have to fucking move them. We have to talk to them. We have to like show them that the political ideology that they were forced to grow up with as boomers and as, you know, Gen X um, is bullshit. And that we know better because we've been suffering this whole time. Yeah. Um, and they're starting, they're starting to get it. And uh, like they're getting there a little bit. We have to, yeah, we have to remember that boomerism is a state of mind and that it was done to them. Um, and so be patient, <laughs> be patient with your liberal family members, be patient, um, be frustrated. Yeah. Although, 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 although to take this, this, this whole thing yeah. full circle, um, uh, I, I think that, having um rbg die um, yeah I, I think i think that shook a lot of liberals because oh, that was a very useful cudgel in their toolbox to berate the left of you have to vote because if you don't trump might get to appoint another justice because hey rbg is not going to be around that long and to have her you know pass in the last month um basically the month before the election it's like okay what's your argument now and what frustrates me what i've seen from both boomers and gen xers mostly is uh this coming around to the the same argument they've been doing on and off the last you know four years of just blaming like sanders supporters and saying well look you didn't vote for clinton that's why this is happening now and it's like well no clinton fucked up her campaign and that's i think the argument you make that's an easy one to make against liberals yeah um 
but uh i i think that it, it's shaken a lot of them because all of a sudden one of the things that they've been like well this is the argument i can make to say hey you got to get out and vote for biden you got to yeah. vote blue no matter voting matters. because think of how bad it could possibly get and it's like well here we are <laughs> here we are yeah it's um yeah and and yeah i i think i think that all of this is why this is a huge opportunity to put a wedge between liberals and uh and the government that they have like always kind of supported because now it's like the Supreme Court won't won't be theirs. And like, you know, there are people out in the streets, their children are out in the streets and they know it. Um Yeah. 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 It's it's an opportunity to to make some real change. And, you know, we need to keep up the mutual aid work that we're doing. We need to stay in the streets. We need to uh continue to build up our capacity uh to respond to crises. Um, and well, we also um, and need to actually, be doing this uh, political work with, with like bringing more people in. And I think that's something that, uh, has been really, um, inspiring to see how it's been covered in the media generally, um, has been this, uh, these articles talking about how anarchist groups are doing mutual aid work. Um, yeah. Because I feel like that is a extremely useful counterpoint to the right wing fear mongering about. Um, I'm thinking during these wildfires where you have yeah. the right wing saying, uh, "Antifa is coming to your rural town and going to try and burn it down," because that's the story they came up with. Yeah. Um, and and then on the other side, you actually have you know more actual mainstream news saying, "Well, actually, no, like." The, the groups of like anarchists that yeah. make up like anti-fascist groups, th they're actually doing like food drives and like getting water to like, you know, firefighters and shit. Like they're actually yeah. doing work that helps people. Um, and which is like mostly what anarchists do. Yeah. It's what anarchists do generally. It's like, that's what, yeah. what they've always fucking done. Um, and so I think that, uh, I think as Bob Dylan said, uh, okay. I'm trying, what, what cliche do I want to do? Uh, the times they are a changing. Uh, you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Uh, I don't know. Um. It, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, eh, it's fill it the times are changing <laughs> and it's. Um, they could go in a lot of different directions right now, and we need to seize this moment. Yeah. It's a long road, but um, it's... Uh... We'll uh, get there together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Even if we don't know where we're going. And um, I think that we... Uh definitely don't know where we're going. It's becoming clearer. <laughs>